This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, the comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining me. Fun episode today. We have the Of The Show crew here. Brother of the show, Trey. Best friend of the show, Rob. And girlfriend of the show, Justina. And we talk about a few things. But first... If I may ask again, if you could please nominate us to the podcast awards you have until Saturday. Saturday is the last day, Saturday the 31st of July. So if you're listening to this late, hey, thanks for wanting to nominate us, but you can't anymore because it's after the day. But um, you do have a few more days left if you're listening to this as it drops. And, uh, of course, you can listen to us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. We're still putting old episodes up, but we put new episodes up. And I just put last week's episode with Aaron Weiner on the YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash there it is. And you can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Please subscribe. We very much appreciate it. Okay, well, let's get to today's episode. As I mentioned, it's with the Of The Show gang and... We talk about a few things. We talk about the Emmys. We talk about John Mayer and the Disney Plus series Loki. And let that parlay us into a discussion about our all-time favorite villains. It's a very fun chat. Let's get right to it. Here's my chat with brother of the show, Trey, best friend of the show, Rob, and girlfriend of the show, Justina. Of the show gang. I, and uh. I think this of the show gang has been together the most out of all of the of the show gang. I can see that. Yeah. I could see that. Mm -hmm. Gotta be. Gotta be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got girlfriend of the show, Justina. Hello. Best of the, best friend of the show, Rob. Hello. And brother of the show, Trey. Hi ho. (laughs) (laughs) Who you calling? Oh. Oh. Oh, So we got a few topics. Oh, were you about to say, Rob? Well, I was going to say that I used Trey's favorite line the other day because somebody almost hit me with a car and I said, where's the fire hoe? <laughs> <laughs> That's more my line. Oh, I thought that was Trey's. <laughs> no, it was a guy. Together. Yeah. Oh, okay. We were yeah, in just San so the Francisco. audience knows. Yeah, when yeah. I was still in high school, Trey, you had started college and we went out to San Francisco to visit our cousin, Diane. Hey, Diane, if you hey. listen. I don't know if you listen, um, but we were recording at like a hard rock cafe. And I just want to say this hard rock cafe had police memorabilia. Like they had a base that sting and the rest of the band had signed. They had a, a, a Stuart Copeland drumsticks. It was, it's actually kind of cool. And on the outside, they had a ceramic cow for some reason. And I was standing next to it and Trey was, videotaping me because that was the time period 1997 <laughs> the big thing on my shoulder oh nice <laughs> right and uh we just aged ourselves but who cares and you know who cares anymore mm-hmm. 
But uh, I'm standing there, and this guy is walking diagonally across the street. There's so many people I know who've heard this story. This guy's walking <laughs> diagonally across the street as casually as possible, in no rush at all, hands in the pocket. Two cars coming from different directions have to screech to a halt because <laughs> he's in their way. <laughs> and they both lay on the horn. And the guy leans out the window and cusses at him. And the dude walking across the street just casually keeps on walking. And then he goes, when they're long gone and have driven away, he goes, where's the fire, ho? No idea why. It's not not that it was a fire. They weren't in a rush. They just didn't want to hit you. You were in the middle of the street. And they're... And, and why call them hoes? One was a taxi well, driver. To, to be fair, this was in my own neighborhood, and it was a BMW, and the guy looked at me very indignantly, and I felt so good saying it to him. And so See, That's a fair use. That's a fair yeah, use. Yeah, and I felt, and I, I don't think he heard me, but like I, I think he saw my eyes. I called him a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, and speaking of eyes, in the if you watch the video that Trey was recording, you can just see my eyes following this dude. Because I was like, when is he going to be gone? Just and just because I'm looking only through the viewfinder, I don't see him. I can't even hear what he says. Oh, it's just like, did you hear that? He just said, where's the fire? Ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually what it was was you said where's the fire and i went no 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 he went where's the fire oh, oh. <laughs> he, he felt the need to add that part oh my all gosh. right well old fun stories that now yeah. you share it's an inside joke listeners that we all share now yes uh, <laughs> with the the of the show gang we got a few topics that we're going to talk about we are going to end with conversation about the MCU, Loki, favorite villains. And uh, we're also going to talk about John Mayer's new album, Sob Rock. It's probably not the way to say Sob Rock. Sob Rock. I, I, I was going to say Sob Rock. Sob Rock. Sob Rock. You're sobbing, you know? It's not yeah. like, yay, sob rock. That's right. It could be sob rock. <laughs> I'm and allowed to do impressions of him because I love him. So I'm allowed to make fun of him. <laughs> yeah. I've left you so many voicemails doing my horrible impression of John <laughs> Because yeah. I love him. Yeah. Yes, we both do. It do. As well. We both yes. love him. We We've both. seen him together. We have. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. We're going to start this episode talking about the Emmy nominations. They recently <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah, lots of comedy accolades, right? I mean, uh, I yeah. was very happy with the comedy category. I don't know how everyone else felt about it, but I was happy to see so much love. For Amber Ruffin Show, Black Lady Sketch Show, Bowen Yang, Kenan Thompson, and A.D. Bryant both got nominated in the lead and supporting category, which I think is pretty dope. And I don't know if that's happened before, but Bowen Yang did make history as being the first featured player in SNL history to get a nomination 
fully deserves it. He's one of my favorites on that show. The Iceberg, the Titanic Iceberg. I rewatched it today and just <laughs> laughed my ass off. First like off, it. you came where I live and hit me. He's so good. No, I like I like um when the him and the Zillow commercial yeah. when it's it's like looking at Zillow because that's the new porn for people in their thirties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's look. At, I, I, let's think about moving to North Carolina, but we won't. <laughs> oh my god, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Annie Leibovitz hated him playing her, but pretended to not have seen it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. I'm not surprised that she's insufferable about something. I mean, that's kind of her whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His impression of her is pretty great. Um, I was it's very most- happy Black Lady Sketch Show got love. Uh, I I was disappointed though that Late Night with Seth Meyers did not get more Emmy love. I think it should have gotten a an, an Emmy nomination for talk show. Uh, I think it deserved it over Jimmy Kimmel. I think it's only fair if you're going to say that someone got snubbed to say who would you who you would remove, and I would remove Kimmel's. Um, Conan got nominated. Kimmel Daily Show. Amber Ruffin, and Late Show, I'm fine, in theory, with all of them. But I just think that Seth Meyers deserved it more so than Kimmel. And I got to say, I was re-watching or watching some episodes I missed of Tonight Show with, starring Jimmy Fallon, that the at-home edition stuff, I think he led the charge with the at-home shows I think he deserved some love on that and didn't get it. I don't even think he got it in the directing category mm. for these variety shows. And going back to Seth Meyers, he didn't get a writing nod. He got some others, um, but he didn't get one of the big ones like show or writing for a variety series. They separated sketch and talk in the variety category when it came to the show, but not when it came to the writing and I think they should have separated it for the writing and given Seth Meyers a nod there. Other than that, in the comedy categories, I'm not too upset. How's everyone else feeling? I'll start with you, Trey. Well, let me ask a question first. Do you know the rules on number of nominees in each category? Because like variety talk series only had five, but you have others where it's like eight. I know. Yeah. I don't and get so, it. I mean, yeah, so I think that's part of where, because I understand Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel does a good show, I think. I agree with you that Seth, I could give it to Seth over him, but, I mean, I get him being nominated. So this yeah. is a case where maybe eight nominees is an appropriate situation mm-hmm. instead of trying to cannibalize some of this, because I think they're yeah. all doing strong shows, and I, I agree with you about Fallon leading the charge on the at-home stuff because he, as we talked about on a previous pop talk, you know, he was essentially able to do the same show in a different setting and and do well with it. And then Seth, once he let loose and went crazy with the with his at-home, yeah, uh, and he's you know, kept that, show, that vibe on the in-studio shows, and I hope he keeps it when the audience comes in. It'll, <laughs> I could see how it'd be harder to keep that loose vibe. When you have an audience there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're reacting to stuff, and it's going to change the direction you take things in. Well, not right now, just he's just that, saying. Just the we went to see Justina and I went to see Fallon record, and it was the first time that he had a full audience, mm-hmm. and. I saw how they were slipping back into their old mold of just like doing things the way they used to. And I was like, oh, I, because of the way television has to be produced, I understand, but I wish the vibe was still there across the board on all these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that point, one of the things we talked about when everyone went to at home was we liked how it wasn't just the, uh, you know, the, the pre-interview talking mm-hmm. points and, and they have gone back to that. It, it mm-hmm. looks like, uh, and it's like, man, the, the interviews just aren't as strong when it's so predetermined instead of being a little more free form and, and whatever goes, as long as you've done your research. I mean, obviously yeah. you still have to right. research, but, yeah. um, you know, but, but, you know, I still enjoy the shows. One thing I realized once, we've made this or once you've made this a topic, Jason is I actually haven't watched as many straight <laughs> comedies this year, this past year as I used to. Yeah. I think a lot of the good ones are mostly streaming and I haven't mm-hmm. caught up on all of them yet. Well, you got to have 15 streaming services. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I obviously watch SNL, which I enjoyed and, and I'll, uh, I don't regularly watch all the talk show hosts that I like, but I do catch a lot of their bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get outside of that. I saw a couple of episodes of Keenan and I saw a couple of episodes of young rock out of, uh, curiosity. And I was not impressed with either. Uh, I was, I was mm-hmm. saying to y'all, uh, in an email, you know, I like Keenan, but I don't think the show was good enough to, to get him that nomination. Yeah. Um, I think in his case though, unfortunately, that's where the shutdown uh, affected him because it was supposed to be in front of a live studio audience type mm-hmm. sitcom. And I just think that not having that audience there to kind of, cause you know, on these types of shows, they're always rewriting on the spot yeah, based on audience reactions. And I think that yeah. lack of having the audience reaction <laughs> kept the show from kind of fully finding itself early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I didn't pay attention or read anything on it. I don't know if they went more to single camera style towards the end because they didn't have an audience it looked like from a couple of clips they might have but uh so i don't know if the shows were better then but those first few i, I just kind of stopped watching young mm-hmm. rock was a little better but um it didn't grab my attention in a way to want to keep watching yeah uh, rob what did you think about the emmy noms <laughs> this year i mean it's hard because it's like the the comedy like looking at it like I have like some heavy disagreement. Like, um, like for one thing, I've watched a, a little bit of the flight attendant, and I thought it was really great. I love that Kaylee Coco actually found something she's really good at. I mean, not to say like I don't want to demean the Big Bang Theory. I know a lot of people. I may share a bed with someone that loves <laughs> the Big Bang Theory, and <laughs> but you know, and there it, it's funny. I mean, it's got funny moments. It's not my favorite of those types of sitcoms, but I always found her really good on there. And I really was interested in the flight attendant. And I think it's a really good show. Did I think it was funny? Absolutely not. <laughs> I did not. No, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was funny. I thought she was really different in it. And like, I really enjoyed her performance of what I was watching. 
But I mean, like the first episode, like she has a one night stand with a dude and wakes up and his throat was slit. Spoiler, sorry, but I mean, and the, not a lot of people have HBO. So, I mean, it's like a murder mystery. It's not really like, it's not hilarious. Like the dead well, guy talks to her a lot. that was the thing when yeah. um, Orange is the New Black came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was in the comedy category and people were like, this isn't fair because this is more <laughs> drama. Yeah. Yeah. And so something like, you know, like Pen15 or Ted Lasso. Oh, both um, great shows. Both great shows. And they're both ridiculously funny. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And so, yeah. And so that that's where... Like and hacks is really good too. Hacks I really like so hacks. So good. And I lo- Jean Smart. If she doesn't win a damn Emmy for either of those shows, well, she needs to win one for Mayor of Mayor of Easttown. Should win everything. I I thought mm. I thought I would ride and die for the Queen's Gambit, but which I loved. But uh, Mayor of Easttown, I cried not once but twice during the, that final episode Whoa. because it was that good. It was wow. so good. Um, Kate Winslet. She uh, just she's the queen. Like I love her so much. And it, you guys have probably been to Philly, and so she nails that Philly accent. I have not but, been, but you've never been. Oh no, no, uh, our good like, friend. Oh, yeah, I mean, like uh, we have a. Oh, sorry, we have a um, a good friend who good friend of the show, Tom. Is that okay. who you're going to refer to? Nope, but yes. <laughs> well, he also, lived in Philly for like okay, seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to refer to my little brother. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, but he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And you know that um SNL sketch murder derder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yep. is fully how that... he talks. And as I... a result of me seeing that sketch, just that sketch. Yeah. It's gonna take me a minute before I can watch Mare of Easttown and <laughs> Well, it's 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 a heavy ass show. Um, but uh it's but yeah, you got like the water. You know the water hose Dirt. and the uh, <laughs> water. Murdered my dirter and she had a dirter yeah. inside of her. <laughs> yeah. So that that but so but yeah. So I really enjoyed hacks. I really I've always loved Jean Smart, and so I, I'm She's I'm glad so to see that. I've got beef with um, the supporting categories though because um, I I much like shout out to to Clay, um, another friend of the show, because mm-hmm. we are Best both like upset. He's he's not best. He's like okay, okay, friend of the show. Um, but we both are like obsessed with Ted Lasso. We talk about it yeah. probably every time we talk to each other. We bring up Ted Lasso, and I just think it's utter bullshit that that Hannah Hannah um, Waddingham um, wasn't best actress because she's not supporting. She is the she is the other lead of the show. Yeah, the show does not exist agree. without her. Yep. She carry she carries it. She is funny as hell in it. Um, and I, I mean, I think Juna Temple is, is probably, probably gets a little chance to be a little bit funnier, but I think she just carries the show Yeah, and yeah, and she it, should and, be a lead. That's fair. And she, she, she should be a lead. And also she's like the number one person. You're like, man, this woman is so beautiful. I've never seen her before. Where did I, oh God. And then you look up <laughs> who she was on game of Thrones. And if you've never yes. watched game Shame. of Thrones. Shame. Yeah, we just saw the Ted Lasso honest trailer, which was very oh, funny. And they were yeah. in that moment. They got some I funny would... moments out of it. Yeah. And they even had to say, because this is the thing with honest trailers. If the thing that they're making fun of is good, it's mm-hmm. often not a very good honest trailer. Yeah. But this one was funny because they still found some ways to be funny found, with it. They, but just, they, they even found had to say good. the show's great. Yeah. They they found a pretty good angle, but yeah, I so I mean obviously I'm it's really hard, but I would probably say Ted Lasso probably should walk out with everything just because for me it was just such an uplift. I watched it all in one night, 
which oh, was wow. really regrettable. <laughs> Have you that, rewatched that was, that, it, Rob, since that one night? Yeah, I, okay. Megan, and I re-wa- Megan and I rewatched it together. I loved it that much, and she yeah. loved it too. She, she, and it's funny, like, the things I found, she found a lot of things I found funny, but then, like, she, like, I mean, almost Peter Pants when Ted spit in Rebecca's face. Like, that, <laughs> to, to her, was, like, the funniest thing she'd ever seen because of the fizzy water. But <laughs> yeah. I love Ted Lasso. I laughed the most at Pin 15. Yeah, we, we both, both laughed laugh the most at Tim. Laugh yeah, yeah, that show's really funny too. It's such a Hacks. funny idea. Hacks is a great show, and it's, it has a lot of really funny moments. The funniest it, moments for me are with Megan Statler, the assistant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. She, she I've never seen her in anything before, and so I thought I thought she was just amazing. She's from the improv world, and I think that's why they were familiar with her because Paul okay. Downs knew, knows like improv world and other people involved with the show. I mean, it's it's like that typical HBO, just so high quality, and mm-hmm. it's so it's so good. Um, Barry's lucky that it didn't have a season in the running, honestly, because yeah. these and it'd be smart if HBO staggered it. Yeah, they should, because I mean, and that's and that, yeah, like if you want to compare like Hacks and and Ted to Barry, Barry's is such a different feel. Yeah, but it's so yeah. I mean, I don't you know I don't know which one. I probably would ultimately pick Barry because I'm so dark. <laughs> I want to be I want to be Ted, but I'm more Barry. <laughs> That's funny. It's interesting how I haven't seen Flight Attendant, but like mm-hmm. I'm all about hacks. I'm all about Barry, and they're dark, but I think they're very funny. You yeah, know? and they both qualify as comedies to me. But Rob, what you've said about Flight Attendant, not so much. Like mm. it's just not funny. It, it wasn't, but it and it, but it wasn't. I don't want to say like it was bad. Like per yeah. se, like I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but it wasn't like, oh my God, she is just killing it. Like she's just really well acted. She was just doing a great job. Like, right. like they, like they yeah. played it as a drama. Yeah. More it plays way more as a drama to me, to mm-hmm. me. And maybe, maybe it gets quirkier. I, I kind of fell off of it and I kind of forgot about it because it was week to week. So, um, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't catch up on that. Which kind of defeats my whole thing when I argued before about how I like week to week versus everything right. dropping at one time. <laughs> I think this it depends time it on actually, the show. Yeah. It does. Like, it, I it, will it, binge. Uh, I think you should leave. I, I think that's a great show to, to oh, binge. I, yeah. I, yeah. But Hacks or some or you know Mandalorian like like dole it out for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, or Loki. I enjoyed the, yeah. the yeah all the Marvel stuff. I enjoyed it being doled out to me like that. And like Mayor of Easttown, I enjoyed that being kind of waiting and so maybe it was just the flight attendant just didn't grab me the same as some of those other ones um have you has anybody seen emily in paris no, no I, not I, yet I, but i i, I hear a lot of people yeah i hear a lot of or read a lot of articles where people in comments were like why why no, is this dominant that, that's what I, I i i remember watching the preview for it and i was like good no thank you yeah. and i mean yeah. I, and I, I'm not like I'm, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm a progressive 21st century man. I like the devil wears Prada. I'm willing to go with it. And I was like, this looks like shit. Like, I'm not watching. I, uh, I did hear that the actual pronunciation is supposed to be Emily and Perry. All right, I'm done with this. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I there was a lot of talk about that show. A lot of that show had a lot of cachet. Mm-hmm. I think like a year ago, and now not so much. Yeah, and and I don't know. Like Netflix is just not the place I go to for comedy. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying. Well, besides, I think you should leave, which is 
an albatross, but like besides that, I, like I don't specials. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Specials. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'm thinking about just like, um, sitcom. narrative comedies, sitcom yeah, type yeah. of things. Like, that's fair. Cause I didn't, yeah, I kind of fell out of orange is the new black probably by like the third or fourth season. I oh, can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I did enjoy the ranch when that was. Aired oh, you did. I never watched thing. that. And I think it was because um, Rapey McRaper face was on it, and so wasn't he? <laughs> I legit, yeah, he was, and I legitimately never liked him when he was <laughs> you, on uh, uh, that '70s show. That 70s, I thought yeah. he was you, boring, yeah. and yeah. it kept me from ever watching The Ranch. <laughs> so, also, I appreciate that everybody knows when I say Rapey McRaper face. I don't. We don't even have to say his name, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Justina, what were your thoughts about the Emmys? Um, I think that a lot Emmy of noms. yes, then I think the noms are really good. Um, because Pin Fifteen is a staple in this house. Oh yes, you've watched the first season like four times. I think four times I watched the first season. What? Because we watched it together and loved it. And then I just personally rewatched it. Then I watched it with Brighton, and then I watched it with my friend Petra. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hey, Petra. Um, it's a yeah, <laughs> listening from Slovenia. Um, oh. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever watched in my whole life. I think oh the my God. Like, age, um, <laughs> like aligned up with me pretty well. Um, I love that show a lot. Um, I didn't. I think some of the things that hit with their generation or you didn't necessarily hit with me because I wasn't a teen at that time. Right. Mm. But I still got it and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's accessible to a lot of different people, you know. Um, But I I love that. I think I'll be happy with a lot of different winners depending on who won. An yeah. interesting thing to me about the nominations was the nominations that Hamilton got. Yeah, I and was happy I, about that. Yeah, I'm happy about it too. I'm happy about it too. But I saw like an Onion article or something about like, <laughs> when are we going to stop giving Lin Manuel Miranda money? Because like <laughs> this man, like I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's just funny. Here's to me. something like, that I heard about him from a friend. There's a thing called sip and play here in New York. I don't know if it's in other cities. It's the nerdiest thing in the world. You go in, you drink. It seems like it's billing itself more as a coffee shop yeah. than anything. And you play board games. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. There's one near us. Mm-hmm. And there's one near a friend of ours. And he went to one. He went to it. And he said right after he left, apparently Lin-Manuel just went with some friends. It's like, that's... that. Hu- this wasn't long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the year before the pandemic. So it's like this massive star is just nerding out with board games still with his friends. <laughs> no, I know. No. He could probably, he he could probably, maybe not New York, but like he could probably get away with it here in Minneapolis. Like I think he, if he put on a hat and glasses, I think he could probably, people would not be like, is that Lin Well? That's the yeah. MCU uh, costume. Oh, MCU it is. It is. It, well, no, you got to have generic baseball cap. Right, like no logo baseball cap, but you have no logos, or you could be like, or you could be like Rob Lowe a couple years ago at a playoff game who had an NFL hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what else were you about to say? Um, just my last, um, like observation of the Emmy nominations is the variety special, so that Mm -hmm. includes like Bo Burnham's Inside 846 by Dave Chappelle, the Friends Reunion, Mm -hmm. which actually I really enjoyed, even though I didn't like Friends at all, Hamilton. (laughs) And so I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I want to win from that one. I, well, actually, JK, I know what I want to win. I want 
Bo Burnham's Inside to Win. Yeah, yeah you love it. I love it. You've that. been listening to mm. the Spotify. A lot. Congratulations. We watched it. We really enjoyed it. And I was not yeah. one who got into Bo Burnham when he first came out like 10 years ago. Someone tried to show me a special of his. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's good. It's just not my thing. Yeah, same. But I just love the special so much. I thought it was great. Have you, um, Justina, have you seen um, Maya Erskine from Pen15? Have you seen um, the movie she did with um, Jack? Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Plus one. Yeah, it's great. I think it's yeah, so I loved it. it. I absolutely she and is I'm like I got into rom coms and I thought it was a perfect I, I like fell in love with her. I was like, oh my mm. gosh, she yeah. is just like she was so funny. good. And it was just I really that the for people who maybe are like on the fence about modern romantic comedies, I really yep. recommend that one. It's really that good. That is one that's good. Yep. I I they tried to give him the speech that they have in rom-coms right. and I don't think he nailed it quite like his mom or her co-stars would have in a rom-com. Mm-hmm. His mom is Meg Ryan. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he was fine in the movie. He's not a bad actor. I, yeah, I like him, but I thought they had really great chemistry. I thought yeah. it was just a really yeah. good movie. There's some really good scenes. Yeah, yeah, it was an awesome movie. I just like it so enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, I really, I really enjoy her. I, I hope to see more from her in the yeah. future. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know if you guys know this, she just had a baby and so did Anna from Penn. Oh, really? Like just That's, a couple yeah. months But they're apart. 13 years old. I know, it's <laughs> weird. Uh, so we'll end the Emmy nomination just mentioning that. Oh, can, I ask, well, can I ask one more question for yeah. everybody? What did, because Cobra Kai got nominated. I was just wondering what everybody thought of the, the last season. If, has anybody watched Cobra Kai and did anybody... Like have opinions uh, on that. We one? haven't watched it yet. Justina has not seen the Karate Kid movies. But I feel like I can see Cobra Kai without seeing the Karate Kid movies. Maybe. Yeah, they I don't pretty know much. Ex- they ultimately it. will explain it. Like, yeah, you would probably get more of the references if you've seen. Actually, you need to see all three movies at this point. Wow. Even the third. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, even even the third comes in. Like, I think the next big bad guy is going to be the 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 third um, the villain from the third movie. I think. Oh, interesting. I yeah. really want to see it. I, as a kid, was not super into that movie, to be honest mm. with you. I don't know why. I couldn't, I, it just didn't, it didn't resonate with me as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I do want to rewatch it to give it a chance now and it, just to appreciate it and also to watch Cobra Kai. I, I enjoyed the last season of it. Um, I didn't, it wasn't as funny as the previous ones, but also like they're like having to like up the action. Like they've had like the, the season, the second season ended with this amazing, huge brawl in a high school. <laughs> and, and so this season ends with like this fight through Daniel LaRusso's house with all these kids fighting. And it's pretty impressive, but very illogical, but like, you know, but it was really, I mean, for like, if you like, show's like you know, comedy, right? Yeah, but I mean, but that being said, I mean, Billy Zabka's hilarious in it. That's awesome. And, but, 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 and also they brought back, spoiler, Elizabeth Shue, which, mm, mm. I did see that they were going to bring her mm, back. Elizabeth Shue, man, like a fine wine. Her and Michelle, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer, they just, mm, they just get better with age. <laughs> you never forget the first, but I, I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue with Karate Kid and then backed it up with Adventures in Babysitting. So, yeah, that was actually, it was that yeah. one where I, because I did not like her as Jennifer and Back to the I Future. Know. I like the original like Jennifer. First Jennifer. Oh, yeah. But it's so also good. that they re- they also rewrote the character. They did. Um, they did. But <laughs> that I was mean, the other thing. I don't. At my age, at the time of Back to the Future 2, I probably yeah. wasn't picking up as much on that. Um, 
intellectually speaking, I just didn't like her as much. But when I saw Adventures in Babysitting, that's when I had a crush on her. <laughs> and, and Rob, 10 minutes after you brought it up, I'm guessing the reason why they didn't mention or why they didn't put uh, Waddingham in lead actress was just they mm-hmm. thought she was going to win more easily, maybe. Oh, yeah. Because well, they, they, it's mean, the show who puts her up. In yeah, the I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I know. And I, I don't know why they make the because like she's clearly the lead. Like it's it's a two yeah. it's a two hander. I Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just A.D. Bryant, Kaylee Cuoco, Allison Janney, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Gene Smart. They said, it's, nah, let's put her in. It's, it's To me, it's probably a, a two-way race between Gene Smart. Gene Smart. <laughs> it's a two-way race between Gene Smart. Smart, damn it, I can't see. <laughs> keep that in. And Allison Janney. Al, I keep on wanting to like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah she's um, the Emmy queen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, I mean, like, and is the Emmy King not SNL this season? Because, good lord, no. they have a million nominations. No, it's it's Lasso. Lasso dominated. <laughs> I don't, no. Saturday Night Live even got all these guest actor and comedy series. It's like That's five true. people are nominated and four of them are for SNL. Well, None Jim Carrey, though, unfortunately. I liked him no, as Biden. Hashtag nope. <laughs> Yeah, I know Rob said a long time ago he didn't mm-hmm. like him as Biden, no. but mm-hmm. I don't. Miss you know, him. I yeah. I mean, I I thought that once he figured out that his hook, mm-hmm. I think he did really well with it because it, it it wasn't just a man or malarkey. I mean, he kind of added a little something to it. But <laughs> I really dug him the whole time, honestly. But yeah. I just love Jim Carrey. Yeah, would have been nice if he got it, but. It's not that SNL needed more nominations. Like I said, they got a million, so they'll definitely come yeah. home with uh, a ton of Emmys in some respect, and that just shows how much of an institution they are. Well, yeah, we'll man. end the Emmy discussion on that. Let's now move on to John Mayer's new album, Sob Rock, came out recently, has a lot of critical acclaim. I'm wanting to talk about it, Mostly because I think the execution of the marketing, more so than the execution of the album, I mean, like, you know, I think he executed the music exceptionally well. I honestly do think it's his best album, but it's the, I know, Continuum exists, Search for Everything exists, but when it comes to aiming for something and executing it, I do think he maybe has perfected how he crafts. Mm-hmm. better you know what mm-hmm. i mean uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i'm more thinking the marketing of this thing i mean from the I, name to the art cover yeah um sob is that what it is sob rock not like son of a bitch no really no because i've seen it capitalized in some places so i'm like i wonder if it's like an acronym I I would like I th- I've often thought that it's a little bit of both to be honest. I thought that it was a little bit of that and a little bit of you know, like sad, but like right, right. yeah. I, I thought I, I thought it was a play on sob. Words. Mm-hmm. And, and then he said sob. Somebody I'm sure he pointed sob. out that um, if you turn it backwards, it's eighties. So I, but I'm sure uh, maybe he's, that's what's capitalized. Yeah, yeah, that makes that's sense. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, well, everything's capitalized on his album cover. I think that's just the aesthetic to look like the yeah. 80s oh, cover type. I didn't but, even notice that. Yeah, but if you look at, like in the Variety article Jason sent us, it's lowercase o, lowercase b. Mm-hmm. When they oh, refer that's to right. It. That's right. Mm-hmm. But it's, 
I think he's nailed what he's going for. It's, it's and he has talked about what he was trying to do with this album. He has said that he's he wanted to not just take a Jackson guitar and put it through a certain kind of amp because yeah, that would be funny, but that would be too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might resonate more with you, Rob, than than uh, mm-hmm. non guitarist But yep. <laughs> <laughs> but his point was. Let's not go to 100% on trying to copy. I want to take the cloth and produce something else as opposed to trying to do a copy of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just do like an 8% sort of 80s thing just so people get the idea and then try to make new music that feels like it actually came from that time period. And he's even said he looked at this album as what if he was 43 in 1989. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who came into the music game in the late 60s and lived through that, and now it's this time period. What would he have made? And I so think Eric, that is Eric a Eric Clapton approach. is what we're... we're yeah, it's Eric right. Clapton, yeah. But honestly, we, you think yeah. about songs like Wild Blue, that's very dire straits. And oh, I, yeah. I've heard a lot of people nail the Eric Clapton, George Harrison, dire straits comparison... Well, Eric Clapton, I don't hear anyone Morton. saying the Lionel Richie feel and vibe that's in this album, which it's very much is there. Yeah, well, and I think they they kind of miss out on. Well, they're they're right because if you look at like some of Clapton's late '80s videos, I mean, they literally he like handpicked certain scenes from that yeah. for the Last Train Home. Yeah, which you know, I mean, and the jacket oh. from Last Train Home is very mm-hmm. much like those that Eric Clapton jacket and uh, yeah. one, one of the videos. That it, the album cover for this album is the best album cover though by far. It's not even oh, yeah. close. It's not even like close. Like it's yeah. just a ama- it's such an amazing image. It just yeah. it's like his hair is just like unbelievable. Funny, it's, just, ugh, it's so it's funny fun. you mentioned the album cover though cuz when I went to Target, I had to go to Target to get it. Yeah. And they didn't have it out yet, but the website said it was there. So I had to ask them for it. And the guy was like, oh, what's the name of it? And I said, Saab Rock. It's by John Mayer. And the kid, it's a black kid, asked another black kid who's working there where the album is. And they were like, what does the cover look like? And I had to show the kid what it looked like. And he just went, some white dude holding a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's about... That's that is true. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that doesn't mean yeah. anything. A person holding a guitar doesn't mean anything yeah. in 2021. But yeah, <laughs> can I but please was, have this album now? I know. Can I please it. give you my money and leave? And thanks for making me feel a little. <laughs> they were uh, nice. They got it for yeah. me, but I they didn't need to ask me for my black card afterwards. Um, no, no I'm kidding. <laughs> that didn't happen. So I I think it's clear. I love the album. I love the feel of it i i before the album even came out just taking in the ads for it, the instagram mm-hmm. posts about it i just i remember at one point being like man i feel like i feel when i'm about to go to circuit city yeah like this takes me back <laughs> it, felt, it felt like i like i don't know if it's just the bubble uh, that we're in online but it, it just was like <gasps> it's like it's like everyone was really excited and it was like a real album coming out and like i don't know it just it just felt different, like than yeah. normal, just singles coming out. I I don't know. I, I was just very excited. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit yeah. about that. How did this album hit you? Have you heard the whole album? I have. Yes, absolutely. Um. Oh it, no. It it 
it hit me. It, you know, I, it's still going to take a couple more listens. Um, but I, it didn't. The songs that I didn't know about, I was expecting a little more eighties, like like Last Train Home, and it. I think I was just because of the keyboard sounds and things like that. Hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, I love it. But I, I, I was surprised that that I walked out already knowing my two favorite songs. But it Which was, were? I guess, I just feel like a new light. Um, yeah. New light, obviously, because it just is amazing that he played Prince. Prince's guitar on it. Yeah. For those who and, don't know, on the he did a behind the scenes like making of, and the there's a guitar solo at the end, and the first part of the guitar solo is played with Prince's guitar. So go look that up. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, it's his it's yeah, it's his it's his telecaster, the one that you know, if you watch, he plays it on like the the Super Bowl. He plays that's this, that's mm-hmm. what he, the guitar he plays during while you know my guitar gently weeps. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's it's a really like for Jason and I, it's a pretty important guitar. Oh <laughs> and yeah. So the, and yeah, I, the, when the, I heard the, that, yeah. I thought, no wonder I love this song so much. Yeah. And so that 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 you know, like to hear it and in that in that context, he does it in. It's yeah. But uh, but I guess I just feel like that solo at the end is mm. is probably his greatest recorded solo. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and so. you sent me the behind the scenes of that recording of yeah. that solo. Yeah, it's those are sick. two of my favorites. When it comes to the new song, so what were your favorites on that? Wild Blue. Well, I loved Wild yeah, Blue. Me too. That yeah, one that, and mm-hmm. Shot in the Dark have just Shot in the Dark is me. really I yeah, but Wild Blue was the, was the jam for me. That was the, when that was I, the one I was like oh. I was listening. That's the fourth track on the album and when it came to that I went, "Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> he nailed this yeah. album. Yeah. I think it's his best." Yeah, um, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Continuum. It's, continuum is is up there, and and I, yeah, and I love Search for Everything too. So. Yeah, those are they're easily top three. And and like I'm I'm a basic bitch, and I like <laughs> I like Room for Squares. So <laughs> it's uh, I love all. Of, I, that's true. I there aren't there yeah. is not a yeah. an album of his that I don't like. And we still need to do the John Mayer podcast. And we can I know talk more we got to just albums. get our, get our shit. But uh, me, so me I won't. Mostly, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. We won't. We won't. We won't away. talk talk so much mayor in front of your girlfriend, brother. <laughs> I'm Justina. I got Justina into John Mayer pretty big. She. I've caught her yeah. listening to this album uh, a little bit when I was around. She was playing Shot in the he Dark. He caught earlier. me. He caught me. I walked in on Red her, handed. and she. Who told you you could listen to? This? <laughs> I just learned it from I, you. I heard it. Um, yeah. So yeah, what what are you feeling about this? Because not only ha- have you heard the album now and seen all of the ads, because I kept showing them to mm-hmm. you, but you also had to live mm-hmm. with someone who was exceptionally excited for this and wouldn't stop talking about it. So what what do you feel about the album? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great album. I'm not very into music. I also am not very into John Mayer. I don't like him because everybody likes him, and so that turns me off, you know? No, 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 um, no, no. Ask Sorry. ask him like half like seventy five percent of guys and like, no probably eighty five percent of guys, and then like um, a lar- a large swath of women who like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean like I mean it's really good. My favorite are um, another shot in the dark and um, mm-hmm. all I want is to be with you. As soon as all I want is to be with you started playing, I was like, oh, this sounds country and country's my favorite kind of music. And mm. so I really like that. Freaking and um, and I mean, I love '90s, '80s pop culture. So mm-hmm. 
the whole visual when, stuff. When, when you when you see the album cover, who does it make you think of? I'm just wondering if you I don't know. Point. I don't know enough about pop culture for it. I from to have a reference from, point. For, yeah, but, Jason. Who's it? Jason. Who's it make you think of when you look at the album cover? Honestly, it's Lionel Richie. Really? Because of the colors. Uh, there's a, the um, Lionel Richie album that had uh, like Dancing on the Ceiling from the 80s. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the album actually. Can't Stop or something or yeah. No, um, that album looks very similar to me, and I just remember seeing that album so much when I was little that it well, stayed you... with me in such a way. Mm-hmm. And that that cover uh, of Sob Rock takes me back to that album. What mm-hmm. did what were you gonna say? Well, I know it's you're got wrong. a Miami Vice thing. No, it's Richard fucking Marks. <laughs> yes. He that's looks a good call. just like thing. Richard that's Marks. That's a good call. It's like Shot it's... in the Dark more so makes me feel yes. the Richard Marks vibe. That is a that 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 is like look yeah, like it's such a 90s and like even like some of the tropes in the Last Train Home it's yeah. like Richard Marks stuff because there's yep. definitely like a lot of times like that his videos were the make and then but the making of the video is the video. Yep. You know? It, and so, yeah, so that's, yeah, I have like such a Richard Marks feel. And I actually, I like probably a couple months ago, I was just like, I'm going to really like Spotify the hell out of Richard Marks. And man, that dude can write some songs. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, well, he also yeah. wrote all of John Mayer's songs. He did, which <laughs> we're like <laughs> the only person who reference. watched that. What a deep only... cut reference. <laughs> 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 what else do you have to say about the album? Baby? Oh, that's it. That's it. I, I really like it. And I really mm-hmm. like the like gift shop. If you look at the John Mayer merchandise store, mm-hmm. there's some really cool sweatshirts and t-shirts. So on you've already there. got Jason's Christmas present picked out. Shut <laughs> 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 Just the other day, I was saying something about how I want the cassette, and she was just like, "Don't buy the cassette, okay? Just don't and he, buy and the cassette." And he was like, "But I want to own it." And I was like, "Well, I don't want you to own it, so don't." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, well, that that's the universal truth is, with is that most guys end up buying the exact thing they want, so you can't shop for them. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. That's, yeah. I oh, buy you are. Oh. I want, so Jason doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And that's he true. never knows what to that's get true, you. But I'm also true. Uh, that's also true yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Trey, you and I have never talked about John Mayer before. Uh, <laughs> I Except don't referencing him on Chappelle. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you really have heard much of his music or really delved into it at all, I've obviously heard his his you know he's got enough big hits that right. that are everywhere that I've I've heard them. I'm not a John Mayer head where I can name those big hits, but once they start playing, I'm like, oh yeah, and I and I enjoy. I like him. I, yeah. I just I think over the years, I think as TV added more channels and then streaming services and all that, I just ended up going more TV and listening less to music. Mm-hmm. So I'm, if they're not on SNL or Fallon <laughs> or, or somebody like that, I'm less familiar. Yeah. Uh, but then there are still those people that, that are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I listened to a few of the, his songs from this album and I guess my jumping off point will be going back to Rob's question about what you think when you saw the album cover? Um, for some reason I was looking at it thinking, is there a Huey Lewis in the ner- news cover that look like there, this. There is one where I think he does have his his arm leaned against something. I think it's I think it's four. 
Um, I don't think it's sports. Um, I think sports he's got his his jacket over the whole shirt. band. Yeah, he does there too. Yeah, I, I think, but I think I think was with with four. I I really feel like he's leaning up against something. So, and so that and that's yeah. what leads me to what I think is great about his execution, both in the songs and the marketing and the imagery, yeah. is that it feels like you have to know this one thing that he's referencing. Mm-hmm. And I actually went through Google image searches mm-hmm. looking for the album that I thought this looked like yeah. and couldn't find it. I thought it was Huey Lewis in the news, but there wasn't one that looked as close to this as I thought. So then I just looked at all, I actually plugged that image into Google image search to see what other albums popped up and really only John Mayer popped up. It, it didn't help. So then I started looking at all soft rock albums from the eighties yeah. and I couldn't find it. And it's similar to what is, is in the article that Jason sent us is that he, he makes you feel like there's a reference, yeah. but it's just that he executed the eighties so yeah. well that it gives you that feel and that vibe. And, and the comparison I'll make though, though this song was specifically for comedic purposes, but the song I'd compare it to is Dick in a Box. Yeah. <laughs> because they nailed the 90s R&B and there wasn't really a specific song that they were spoofing. The only exactly. thing that I could point to was that line, I'm wise enough to know. Yeah. That was in a lot of 90s yeah. songs. And I didn't, I kind of didn't remember it. Uh, Jason, you might remember me telling you this. I think I was uh, here for the holidays and you were still in Greenville. And I had just left your apartment and, and some R. Kelly song from the 90s came on. And that line, he sung that line. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but other, other than that line, that song. That was, was such just, a big 90s thing was to say, I'm, I'm wise enough to know. Right. And but other than that line, that that song sounded so 90s but didn't bite off of anything. And I feel like that's yeah. what John Mayer did. Well, that, I, you know, I think that's a, a great very astute point because he <laughs> says in shot in the dark he says uh he uses the word casanova and i was like that's a very 80s word to use an 80s yeah. song thing to use because there was a song called casanova i mean it was like such a big word to use in music back in that era um there was something he john Mayer said in an interview that what he was trying to do with this album so john Mayer said in one interview they had the idea to make a record from archival cloth, not a reprint, but something mm. new. So it's that idea of like cut from the same cloth, right? Almost and like said, uh, it, it's kind of like the people who were like recorded Bob Dylan's basement tapes, like redid all that stuff. Kind of like yeah. that idea. Anyway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. another thing he said in a different interview, the one I believe was Zane, uh, what's his name? The Apple guy. Uh, it was yeah. a good interview. It's called the Sob Rock interview. You can find it on YouTube. And he said in that interview that it was like he was trying to do a Mandela effect thing where he uh. implants memories. It makes you think like, yeah, I remember this, though, but mm-hmm. it's brand new. But So That's... to your point, Trey, of like it, it not feeling like a ripoff thing or a copy and feeling like it's of the era, that's exactly what he was going for. He wanted mm-hmm, yeah. it to feel like mm-hmm. something that came out at that time period and sat on the shelf. Or, or just like an, a record that was made at the time period and it just sat on the shelf until 2021. And I mm-hmm. think he nails that. And that's mm-hmm. why I say it's his best. Because it's sort of like 
you know when like Dunkirk comes out or Saving Private Ryan and it's such a hard thing to produce and just make because it's it's a war movie and there's all these moving parts and then they do something so big with it and glorious and they nail it. It's sort of like that for me where I think this is a very, very hard thing to execute and I feel like he executed it on every level, not just the lyrics, not just the music, not just the album artwork, not just the ads, but just the feel. Yeah, and and he he did that by just knowing, oh, this is the kind of guitar I need on this. This is the kind of pedal I need yeah. on that. You know, like these subtle things that he just nailed. I, I just I I can't give it more love. I look I look forward to us discussing it further. When, yeah, uh, we don't have to make two people forced to listen to it. <laughs> I, I I only had a chance to listen to three of the songs. I liked all three. I want to yeah. listen to the rest. Mm-hmm. The three I listened to were shouldn't matter, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Train Home and Shot in the Dark. Okay. And I didn't, I forget which song, Jason, you said the Casanova reference was in. I didn't catch it if it was, it was, one uh, it was uh, Shot in the Dark. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I just didn't catch it. It's, but, it's uh, late in the song, it's after the bridge. But of those three, the only one where I actually caught something that was sort of a direct lift, similar to the I'm Wise Enough to Know, was in. The keyboard that that Rob referenced at the beginning of Last Train Home. Oh, yeah. it's total Toto. Oh, it's yeah. Total. I actually Which is the guy one who of the played U- with Toto, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, he he he. Yeah, he was not an original member, but he played with them. Right. He played with Stevie a lot too. Yeah, one of and the Michael. one of the commenters on YouTube said, "I didn't realize how much I missed the rains down in Africa." <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's funny because to me, it's like, yeah, it kind of sounds like Africa, a little, but like the beat is definitely totally different. Like. Mm-hmm. There's someone I like Jeff Beccaro's is one of my favorites. So I, I worship Toto. Um, and obviously Toto made thriller. So like, if you like thriller, thanks Steve Lukather and Jeff Beccaro and Steve yep. Beccaro and stuff, you yep. know, like they made thriller mm-hmm. and along with Quincy, but Quincy basically told them, Hey, y'all make something. And they did. Yeah. They made the greatest album of all time. So, Oh yeah. The guy <laughs> who did the, I mean, I just saw a thing recently about the making of human nature, my favorite MJ song. And how Mine the guy too. kind of like accidentally did that. Like he, he was trying to kind of trying to do Steve, something. It was Lukather. It was Lukather. Like yeah, but Steve it was Lukather. also it was like the guy who did the keys. David Page. David yeah. Page and Lukather. I think it was yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, David Page other, wrote, and David Page wrote Africa. So <laughs> the other thing I really loved about John Mayer's attention to detail was in the shot in the dark video. Mm-hmm. Was the uh, type in, oh. at the beginning. Where it's, yeah. it looked like the MTV at the beginning of the I music. Love it did. That. I've, that I've, you know what? It, it, it's, I saw it and I've, I've been so, you know, for so many years watching MTV and getting used to that that I didn't even think about that. I'm just like, it's like I'm planted in my brain. So when I saw it, it made me so happy. The thing that I really loved in Shot in the Dark that I, when I saw it, I went, yes, was the drop of rain. That That's one I drop, I went, yeah. yes. That's what I was going to say. I like that. <laughs> I love that part. All right. Uh, that's enough nerding out on John Mayer for now. Now and, we're going to uh, talk about some real stuff. The real stuff that matters. The important adult stuff, which is villains and MCU. That's <laughs> right. The reason we're here, gang. We're talking about something real. I'm talking about invest. Don't invest in Bitcoin. Invest, <laughs> invest in, in crypto. Uh, Crypt, no, not crypto. You got to invest in, Uca- in Wakanda. Oh, and, yes. Um, and uh, it's not vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. Uh, it's crypto and vibranium. 
Now, Loki just ended recently. Mm-hmm. Great series. It's getting a second season, unlike the uh, WandaVision series. And is Captain America and Winter Soldier getting a second season? I don't think They've it not is. Said they haven't announced it. They've only announced like- the legend that's uh, sort of soft announce, I guess, the next Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But not another season season. Yeah. So, with them. so it seems like this is the first of the mm-hmm. MCU Disney Plus shows to get a second season. We have What If coming up, which is an animated series. And then it's gonna be Hawkeye, Black Widow out in theaters now. Justine and I have seen it. But Trey and Rob have not yet, is that correct? That, is, that correct. is correct. So we won't talk too much about that or anything about that. We'll just say it's good and go check it out. It's There's awesome. some apparently some people in Disney who are upset about the box office numbers for Black Widow. And it's like, what do you expect, guys? We're coming out of a pandemic. There's... There's vaccine hesitancy, which means there's going to be going to the theater hesitancy. It's going to be a while before we see $500 million Was box the- office returns in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, it still made 86. It's like the biggest by far opening weekend. In yeah, the this but it did lose its second weekend to Space Jam. Space Jam, correct. Oh. Yeah, but it'll probably retake if, if the reviews. Right. If, it, if, if it's anything like a LeBron team, he'll end up losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word of mouth is, I think, better for Black Widow than for Space Jam. So that's uh, where we're at now in the MCU. What did you all feel about Loki? Let's start with Justina. I thought it was great. I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> And I'm really excited for Loki. I've never cared for. There's all these girls like what liking Loki on Tumblr, and you know, even Taylor Swift was all about. Yes, um, and actually, I really like them as a couple, but that's I can't get into it right now. But <laughs> I thought that I I never really liked Loki. I never got it, you know. Um, and I really liked Loki after this. And I thought the show was so well done, and Alligator Loki was my favorite Loki, if we're all going <laughs> to say our favorite Loki. Alligator Loki was my favorite. And he just had a little crown with horns on it, and he was small. I don't know. Like Richard E. Um, Grant, man. I love that Richard E. Grant was the I mean, only one who understood Richard the Grant alligator. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love so Richard E. Grant. So I just the fact that they even got Richard E. Grant to enter yeah. the Marvel universe in this capacity, incredible. And it was the perfect entrance for him. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, that makes sense. <laughs> so great. Um, that's yeah. what I thought. That's uh, that's all I got for the for the mm-hmm. time being. And. Uh, uh, we obviously we watched the show together. I very much mm-hmm. enjoyed it as well. Was really into all of the actors in it. A uh, previous guest of the podcast, Hannah Reyes Leeson, was one of the Minutemen. Minute Minutemen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was. Yeah, she's one of the ones who got blowed up in like the first oh, episode. No. So unfortunately. Doesn't look she like she has a chance. Of I mean, I didn't. Back. I knew she wasn't B fifteen, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I uh, I'm glad she's in the MCU. She's well. Spoiler alert: friend. she might come back. That's uh, you know, we don't know that. We, that's true. That's, that's true. true. With the we don't. Well, is it a reset or? Is it... Right. That's a good question. You're that's right. That's right. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Um, but we really enjoyed it. I thought mm-hmm. Owen Wilson was great in it. Yeah? Owen Wilson's great. Yeah. 
Yeah. But he didn't say wow once. Wow. But he did. Eric Voss on New Rockstars pointed out that he said, how? <laughs> Voss. Good job, Voss. No, I, I was really, I'm, I'm a little disappointed he didn't say wow, but at least we got the how. I thought he was great on the show, and uh, I'm really excited about what they're doing with that. I was never not into Loki. I thought he was... I I liked the performance, and and once we got past the Avengers movie, I thought the character is really great, and that he was really great in the role, but the show did make me like him on a deeper level, like Mm -hmm. some of the main characters in the movies so i am uh, on board with that trey what did you feel about the show i thought it was great i uh a friend of mine and i text after each of these marvel shows and and he saw it pretty much immediately the finale pretty much immediately as have you watched yet and i was like oh i better watch now before it gets spoiled and and that finale in particular i thought the whole series was great but that finale in particular, I immediately wrote my friend Justin back and said, this was the most consequential show. And it may yes. be even oh, more consequential far. than most of the movies. Yeah. Because yeah. it's affecting everything. It introduced Kang, obviously, who's going to be in the next Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, according to Hollywood Reporter, Loki's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. Though there hasn't been an official, I, I don't know well, who source. Isn't the title Doctor but, Strange and, and the uh, multiverse, multiverse madness. madness? Right. So this sets that up well, it seems. Yeah. Well, it's the same writer. The writer for all yeah. six Loki episodes wrote Doctor Strange and the multiverse. And also, Spider Man, it looks like that's going to have a multiverse element to yeah, it. Yeah. Cause it's so. going to have, it's going to be like uh, um, into the Spider Verse with, with like multiple Spider Mans in it. Yeah, Spider-Man. They still or, keep denying that, but so I don't know. Yeah, or, we know that Alfred Molina's in it. I'm not going to be happy. Did anybody watch Kimmy Schmidt? There's yeah. a, there, there was an episode where Titus tries out for Spider-Man Too Many Spider-Mans, and he's like, "There's <laughs> too many Spider-Mans. I'll kill that Spider-Man and that Spider-Man." <laughs> <laughs> uh, they gotta just make a joke and bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I one criticism I heard which is to me a sign of how people are so used to things that shows and movies being executed a specific way mm-hmm. is people talked about, Oh, it's so talky and all the exposition. It's like, there's, it's moving the plot along. I mean, there's a lot happening in yeah. that dialogue. It's not, you can't just look at the fact that they're not running and jumping every second mm-hmm. and think that's the only measure of whether or not it's good or whether it's slow or fast. It's it is a lot in all of those talking scenes and a lot of growth. And I really loved that even though this was the 2012 Loki who yeah. hadn't had any of the growth of the version who died in, in uh, Endgame or Infinity War, um, he watched all of that. Mm-hmm. So he was able to still kind of get that growth. Not the same experience, but a lot of that growth. And mm-hmm. then his experiences with Mobius and with Sylvie some have argued online that that he might have even grown more than the Loki who died in. Mm. Oh, I would Infinity absolutely War. think he's in a better place now than than yeah, the totally Loki who agree. died in Infinity War. Because he would, even yeah. saw that death. He, yeah, right. But but I don't think he ever fell in love with someone before. True. That the two thousand 
well, I guess was that like 2024? I can't remember. Like, I think well, he had to have grown more. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I think he absolutely did. So, yeah. I mean, can just. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. Well, can I just say my? But I, uh, Owen Wilson. Can I? Can we just say like the his best quote ever in a movie? What? It's from the Royal Tenements. Well, everybody knows that Custer died at Bighorn, but what this propo- book proposes is. Maybe he didn't. (laughs) 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 Like the best joke. He nails it. So, (laughs) which oddly enough applies to Loki because you never know if he's actually died. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe he didn't. Yeah. So, I I will. I will now share my thoughts on the show. Yes, Um, please. It was by far the best of the the Marvel shows. It wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. The the look of it, um, just uh, the the actual design of the show was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know one person pointed out that they knew the hotel that, that, that they used for the elevator, but that elevator was still looked awesome because I think a lot there's like comic conventions that are in Atlanta, and a lot of people stay at that hotel. So that's why like all like these nerds knew like oh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Um, it is a cool looking elevator. Yeah, but it was just really cool. I really liked. Um, I, I just liked all the characters. I mean, obviously having Owen Wilson is just, I mean, like it's pretty awesome to see him like in a in a proper role. Like he would never have been a good Ant Man, but he was perfect as Mobius. Like right. Mm-hmm. Like he just I don't yeah, I am so um, but the the overall just like the quality of the acting and mm-hmm. how good um Hiddleston's chemistry was with everyone. Yeah. Like everyone. He was just so charismatic. And the whole time I was watching him, I was just thinking, I could see why there was a lot of talk of him being the next James Bond. I think he would make an excellent James Bond. A different, you know, different from Daniel Craig, more of a skinny, sleek, yeah, um, more probably more of a thinker than than maybe like brute force, like like right. Daniel Craig's, you know, like I. But I, he's like that suaveness. But he he's also been in like um, the Night Manager, which is John mm-hmm. Le Carre. So a little bit of like spy type of stuff, but I mean, I really, I've liked him. Like Loki has been good. I've liked him as Loki, but like, I've liked like um, um, the Crimson Peak. I thought he was great in that. And then the, the night manager, I've just seen him in a couple other things. High rise. It's a really messed up movie, but he's really good. in it. Hey, I'm reading that book right now. I can't wait to finish it so I can watch the messed up movie. It is messed up. Okay. It's, well, I have no doubt the book is not messed up too. So yeah, his character is messed up. Um, so I really liked him and things. And so it was nice to finally see him showcased. And then they just, I, I, who was the woman that played Sylvie? Sophie D. Martino. I, I love that. I never, I think I was, she was not familiar with her everyone. either. She was great. She was great. Mm-hmm. I thought the kid Loki was really good. I thought they did a good yeah. job casting him. And they were like, oh, what did you do? Killed Thor. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. That was like red record scratch and like what? But Might yeah, Richard. Back in, um, spoiler alert. Oh no, we did that at the beginning okay. of the conversation. If we didn't, we'll just rip spoilers. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, spoilers. So yeah. you know, you're saying that you think it's the best. You're I think you're right, but I didn't go into this conversation thinking one way or the other. I to a certain extent, was most excited about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That, I, that, I, I, there's yeah. something about well, that that hit me in a, mm-hmm. in a certain mm-hmm. way that made me yeah. like it the most. But when I'm thinking execution, there was 
maybe a bit of an issue with number of episodes and how quickly they tried to move things forward with the previous two Disney Plus shows that this show does not have. Because when we talked about WandaVision and Captain America and the Winter Soldier, we talked about the length of the episodes and how certain things felt a little rushed or whatever. There is none of that for Loki. I didn't... I didn't feel like it needed more to tell the story they were trying to tell. I didn't think that they had any wasted episodes. I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to see more of like Sylvie traveling through time, like right. to, you know, driving through apocalypses. Like we didn't need to see that. They um, we basically really just executed got the show very, very well. And well, I, there, I can't front on it. There just wasn't a bad actor in it. I didn't see oh, anybody. You're right. Yeah, there was just apps. And it was like, without even like being like, look at us. It was like Marvel did a great job of like having a div- honestly diverse cast like yeah. i thought it was really good um i thought that you know just a lot of the choices they made um just you know my i thought but they had just a really quality crop of actors yeah, yeah. i would just did a i was job. the one of us i was the one of us who thought wandavision was the right length so in that regard i think wandavision also mm-hmm. executed it near perfect or, or perfectly Whereas yeah. Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, up until the last yeah. second, um, <laughs> I think we all agreed that they squeezed too much in at the end mm-hmm. and, and didn't develop. Yeah, it fe- didn't develop Bucky quite enough. Yeah, it, it had too uh, many storylines going on at once. You know? Right. But so I, you know, it's I think they've done a good enough job on these that it's that there's an argument when you can mm-hmm. talk about which one's the best. Like for me. Is it Loki or is it WandaVision? Because, um, you know, I think both were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, WandaVision was more personal. And so it was more of a, even though we we dove into Loki, mm-hmm. his story, like I said earlier, was so consequential outside of Loki. Mm-hmm. Whereas WandaVision, it really was just about Wanda and Vision. And you were able to get some of this other stuff too. So it's yeah. a question as to which approach do you like more the the more just wanda or the more it's screwing everything up for everybody mm-hmm. else as, as to which way you'd lean and i think i lean more towards loki for being so consequential but mm. i wouldn't be mad at somebody saying wandavision i tell yeah. you mcu they just can't screw things up <laughs> i actually heard somebody a couple of people were talking about how much they like the fast and the furious movies and they kind of liked them ironically Okay. <laughs> and uh, but they were saying like they they genuinely love it, but they love it because it's bad yeah. and ridiculous. And they don't yeah. like the MCU movies and one of them was like, yeah, they haven't made a bad movie. And it's just because of that it keeps them from getting as into it as much because they like that. the stuff that's like weird. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like sometimes you want to be like a little more surprised or something. Yeah. Or just like if something's just like over the top and ridiculous, then that like gives you, gives them something. Yeah. So, but that's, that's how much the MCU is nailing it. They're doing so Mm -hmm. well that it's boring to some people. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess they don't appreciate that there is weirdness though. Like. Well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Badness and... is what they oh, bad, like. That oh, kind oh, of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, weird in the sense oh of Fast God. and the Furious started with guys 
doing some point break. basic scheme. DVD yeah. It was point break. It was just point break. DVD players, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then now they're in space. You know, it's it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous jump. Did they really jump. go to space? Did they really go in to the space? Re- in the one that's in theaters now, they're, they're doing something in space. I've only seen the first movie, and that was recently. <laughs> And it's just very I watched, different. I like. I really, I really enjoyed Five, but that was about it. That one was the <laughs> one where they had amazing car chase in Rio. That was. I no. just want to see it because they're supposed to be ridiculous. That's really the only reason I want to watch <laughs> yeah. these movies. Funny okay. thing to me, I, a few years ago, I was listening to NPR. That's usually what I have my car on when I'm driving because that's when I get my news. Mm-hmm. And some folks were uh, like real deal reviewers. We're talking about, I think it was the fifth Fast and the Furious. And they were really giving it a lot of credit for the story arcs and family oh and all that. And I was oh like, God. what? <laughs> this thing? I mean, I know I haven't watched any of these, but I oh, just family. cannot imagine that it's worthy of the praise. <laughs> <that they're using. laughs> like, yeah, I would think it's one of those so bad it's good sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is what it is for a lot of people, and I can't believe anyone reviewed it that way. Well, let's yeah. talk about uh, villains, uh, all-time villains, favorite villains in movie and film. That was the question that I posed to the of the show gang. And I'll start first. Everyone can answer how they feel like. I mean, it could be just like traditional what, do you have, character. Do you have like, did you guys do a top five, or what did you do? I, I just listed four, who came to mind. But it's kind of like... I got a top five. Okay. Okay, cool. two of them my top two it's because of a couple of roles and so the way i approached answering this was more like yes the characters but because of the actor's portrayal Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say brolin is thanos i think he's great in the role and i also like the characterization of the character because he's not just like a mustachio twirling villain uh, mm-hmm. he is, he has a reason, even if it's a flawed reason, and even if it's a flawed execution, because it's bad, uh, he is still, uh, it's still like, I get where he's coming from, which is uncommon in movies mm-hmm. when it comes to villains. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger, even more mm-hmm. so as a valid point of view here than that Thanos was an, did. He was an honorable mention. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. I almost that put great, him on there. Yeah, that great line of his about bury me in the sea. Yeah, see, like that was part, so yeah. good, and yeah. I mean like goosebumps. So number two for me, Alan Rickman in Die Hard and an Robin idea. Hood, Prince nope. of Thieves. He's so good in both. Uh, it's I say it's, all the time. Well, it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty, he's probably the only. I mean, Morgan Freeman's pretty good at it too. But oh like, yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got both Screw Christian Slater and 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 <laughs> Kevin Costner. Kevin so, Costner I mean, doing a horrible job. They wanted him to do a British accent. He was so uh, bad at it. They just told him to do an American let's not accent. Do it, but um, so it's not a good movie. But I yeah. just love Alan Rickman in it. Uh, and and obviously die hard i mean come on he's so amazing and that is hans gruber and number one you gotta talk about the before you say number one jason i don't know if you'll remember this but uh but talk about the drink we had in charleston when we went to that bar it was christmas theme yeah there was a christmas theme bar and they had a die hard theme drink but what was the name of it you'll have you'll probably remember better than me yippee kaye 
motherfucker. <laughs> you have to say you have to say it like Alan Rickman does. Yes. Like, what was that? Ca- what was that you said to me? Ah, oh, yes. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. I really should start swimming. I should always be like motherfucker. <laughs> and my number one because of Die Hard, Ghostbusters, and Real oh, Genius. Oh, this it's is a good William one. Atherton. Yeah. Number one villain, yeah. 80s oh. movies. The dude just yes. ate the scenery. He just, he kills it. Definitely in Real Genius, but I so mean. So good. Now. But I gotta he, watch it again. Die, actually, you know, it's pretty, Die Hard, but Die Hard 2. Um, he's really great in that too, because obviously it reprises the same character. Right. He's really, yeah. <laughs> so those are my, those are my villains. Those are my favorite yeah. villains of all time. And William Atherton. Gets the love as the main yeah. villain for me because Real Genius is my favorite movie, but he's also really great in, in uh, Ghostbusters and Die Hard, especially Die yeah. Hard. Between he's those good. Two. So good. Okay. Next up, Trey. <laughs> I like the dramatic pause. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> that was uh, good uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we'll find out after the break. <laughs> after this. <laughs> Have you had. L- Itchy on your back lately. <laughs> um, so I've, been I using, I've been using this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I didn't rank them. I didn't know that's what we were doing. Uh, we didn't have to. This is so. freeform. It's jazz. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. So I just listed some. And, and I did it just because of the context in which this came up. I, we said this before we started recording. I just kind of listed your more classic kind of super villain sort of thing. Uh, but because of names you all were throwing out, I did add another. Uh, but you talk about specific portrayals, Jason. Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm, yeah. I should have um, mentioned that, honestly. Yes. Mark Hamill's Joker. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only mustache twirling person on my list is Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good as Luthor. Yeah. And, and I, even before good. the Loki series, I had Loki hmm. down. Because he had so much growth and depth. I mean, he's the only one who's been, only villain who's been in this many movies. And he's more of an anti-hero now. At this point, yeah. But, you know, two, all three Thor movies, uh, two, three Avengers movies. Yeah. um, And now his own series and allegedly Doctor Strange. So, I mean, all this development for him helps to make him such a great, uh, well-developed character. Yeah. uh, Beyond just second fiddle. Uh, I also had Thanos and Killmonger on my list. Yeah. Uh, the Arrowverse, when it was still pretty good, <laughs> did really good villains. Uh, Malcolm yeah. Merlin, Reverse yeah. Flash, uh, Deathstroke, uh, Prometheus, Captain Cold, who also became kind of an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even all those Earth-X uh, kind of counterparts. Those were all pretty strong villains. Uh, the one non-superhero one that I added to my list when I was listening to y'all was from my favorite movie, uh, Biff. Oh, oh yeah. God, oh, yes. shit. Yes. Of course. You know, I say all the time to my wife, why don't you make like a tree and go? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> oh, is get it get out of here? Is get out of here. <sighs> it's leaf, you idiot. <laughs> it's leaf, you idiot. <laughs> and, 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 and the fact that he, he's the character that predicted our president from 2017 to 2021. 
And yes. the, the funny thing is Biff was such a, a looming figure that I remember when Siskel and Ebert reviewed part two. Yeah. Siskel sort of didn't, didn't really like part two that much because he said they should have just called the movie Biff. <laughs> but, but that's how big of a deal Biff was in those movies and his, you know, different iterations of them, kind of his own quasi multiverse, I guess. Yeah. Variants of Biff. Yeah. <laughs> there is a couple of Biff. Yeah. Audience on, 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 uh, there it is on Twitter. Tell us who's your favorite uh, variant of Biff. <laughs> yes. At there it is pod. Yeah. Uh, a cut scene was there was an alligator Biff. <laughs> <laughs> And those are all yeah. your answers. Th- th- yeah, those those are all mine. Yeah. yeah, dope. Those are great answers. I can't believe I didn't say Heath Ledger. He's definitely on my list. Justina, who you got? Um, I I really did have Heath Ledger's The Joker on my list before Trey said it. Oh, um, yes. Um, um, also Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Good, good, good one. And nice. Basically, any um, honestly, any. Tarantino villain I really do yeah. like like specifically Lucy Liu in mm. Kill Bill oh, or okay. and also Vivica A. Fox also yeah. I thought she was I don't was really so see good. her as much as a villain but I guess she is huh uh, she I, murders innocent people and then shoots I know, a pregnant but woman it's Vivica A. Well, Fox I just immediately uh, saw her as not the bad guy <laughs> That's just one of my favorite scenes ever of any movie of all time. Yeah. Great scene. And Christoph Waltz, I thought I thought he's so um in um in Glorious Bastards. Bastards. He's, he's yeah. a good person in Django. Mm-hmm. Um he's and, a good man, Django. Oh, and, and Leonardo DiCaprio in yes. Django is amazing. Yes, he's so great. Yeah. yeah, he was on my list. And, and uh and same with Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. They I think I kind of went the way of you you they're so good that I love them, but mm-hmm. these are characters that were re- the actors did a, an amazing job making you hate them. Yeah, and that deserves mm-hmm. some love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I think that's it for me. Yep, I I oh. I should have given more thought to it because I know I'll think of something later. But those. Well, are yeah, my, that's those right. Cool. Well, we can always revisit. Yes. Well, that point you just made, Jason, about these actors did such a great job that you love them or or love to hate them or whichever. Yeah. way you feel about him, you have a strong feeling. Mm-hmm. It, even in the trailers for The Dark Knight, when you saw Batman say, let her go, and Joker said, poor choice of words. Dropped <laughs> 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 her off the roof. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like, I almost clapped. <laughs> yeah, so good. I remember I was watching, a. I saw that trailer in a movie theater, and, and I already had seen it. And a friend from college was, Kind of made a joke like, "Why is Jack White playing the Joker?" Like he's making a joke, and I was like, "Oh, you know, that's Heath Ledger." And she went, "What? <laughs> oh my god!" She's like telling people next to her, "Like, you know, that's Heath Ledger." That's how great he was. <laughs> and Rob, what are your answers? I'm, I just, I right. know that you've got some oh, glorious you guys, answers you, from the '80s, bat, and we'll bass, hear them. No. No, after no, the break. After no. the break. <laughs> so back to that back itch. Um, <laughs> I like to keep the jokes going, folks. Um, so no, I, honorable mention. I, I said Killmonger was definitely an honorable mention, mm-hmm. and then um, one of Jason and I's favorite movies of all time. Maybe I don't know Trey. We've never talked about it with you, but um, Nino Brown from New Jack City. So I mean, oh, we did talk oh, about. Oh, I meant that. to mention him. You were, 
Yeah, you were laughing, Rob. I remember you laughing. You were here yeah, at the because, house, maybe for Jason's because, uh, graduation or something. Because but. when 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 Ice T tackles you know Brown, he says, "I want to shoot you so bad, my dick is hard." I make references to that with Jason <laughs> all, all the time. The time. <laughs> We've got to see that movie, baby. That is. Oh one my of god, the, it's off the chain. Oh, like, god. but the but New the Jack other City. one you were laughing at, Rob, was. Uh, um, Judd Nelson smiling after uh... after fucking Nino Brown gets murdered <laughs> and like spoiler sorry it came out like eighty nine but like, yeah we, he's just smiling as this man is falling to his death <laughs> oh my god Judd Nelson in that movie is phenomenal he is uh, pretty good man yeah. he is pretty good he's like the uh, so I know you haven't seen it Judd Nelson Brat Packer Judd Brat Nelson. Packer. He is the one white guy in this movie, and black people loved him in it. It's so great. I love that movie. Oh, God. I watched it like probably like two months ago. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it's Wesley so Snipes is royalty for me. I was just randomly thinking about New Jack City the other day, and I was like, man, he was the guy in the 90s. He, he, like, he was probably... Like the if you he like if something like Passenger Fifty Seven or Drop Zone yeah. something like that was coming out that was like a number one movie at the box office. Easily. Yeah, always like, bet on black. black. <laughs> I said that to Jason the other day. So, <laughs> so okay. So to get into my list, so number five, um, because I realized when I was writing my list, I was like, this is all wieners. So I did pick I did pick one of my favorite Stephen King villains of all time, which is hmm. Annie Wilkes from Misery, um, played by oh, the great yeah. Kathy B. Just uh the hobbling scene is one of the worst scenes you'll ever see in a movie. It is so good though. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, she, uh, Kathy Bateson is amazing. So yeah. I, it's worth it. Um, it's a, and it's, and, and James Conn is really great as well in it. So I just highly recommend that movie. And she is such a good villain and so scary. Um, um, number four is an obvious one. I almost wanted to pick the real villain in the movie. But it's Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I want to pick Buffalo Bill just because I love to do the, is she a big fat fat person? <laughs> oh, God. I'll go with the car. I know Bill Hader beat me to the Buffalo Bill impression, but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Justin Long was, uh, did a, a. Oh, he did. Yeah. What was he, that? In oh. um, Zach and Mary Make a Porno, he kind of does that voice. <laughs> yeah. He but does. the character that he does in that, he <laughs> used that voice in his audition for Wedding Crashers as the younger brother character. Oh. He didn't get the role, but he talked about auditioning uh, with that voice. No, but Hannibal, I mean, Hannibal Lecter is, you know, it's, it's, it's it, for winning best actor. I think he's only on screen for like 12 minutes, but every second is worth it. Wow. He's just, he's just, he's amazing. And it's, yeah. and it's just one of the scary, and, and some of the iterations of Hannibal have been great. I, I really enjoyed the television show with Mad Pickleson yeah. playing him. Um, it's a really good show. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it, it's probably like Peacock now. I'm not sure where it's streaming, um, but it's, it's worth it. So I might get into it because of how much it diverted from, I liked it, but I just liked his performance of it. And I liked yeah, the I liked actors it. did great. Yeah. And the way it looked and I really, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne is Jack Crawford's pretty cool. So I like that. Mm. Um, Red dragon is the best of all of those movies. 
<laughs> I couldn't even finish it. You can't even. <laughs> yeah. The, actually, the, the, I've heard arguments on both sides. So even Quentin Tarantino delivering and um, um, defending um, Red Dragon over over. Um, well, Ed Manny. Norton's good in it. Yeah, yeah I think the cast good. elevated it. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. But Brett Ratner like, sucks. Yeah, Brett Ratner does suck. I think, and we we must not have talked about this in a pop talk, but but I've talked to you at least, Jason, about it. Is that when I saw Red Dragon, I think my expectations were low because mm-hmm. it was a Brett Ratner movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think I walked out of it thinking this is great because it was better than I expected. And then some, however many months or years later. USA Network before streaming services were a thing. USA yeah. Network was doing a, a Hannibal marathon. Mm-hmm. And so they aired Red Dragon almost immediately after Silence of the Lambs. I forget if it was immediate or if there was a movie, the other Hannibal movie in between. Yeah. But watching it in such close succession to Silence of the Lambs, I was like, oh my God, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, Silence <laughs> but, of the Lambs is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> so. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but you also see like where Brett Ratner in your, in my first viewing, it felt like he captured some of that feel of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. When you're removed from having just seen it. Um, and and he there was some good attention to detail. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce the actor's name, but Anthony Heed. He, he, yeah, he, I always thought it was Head, but I think it might be Heed. Yeah. Yeah. So getting him in that same role and and kind of tying it to at, well, and at Frankie Faison, he's in oh, it yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So you know that kind of stuff I think helped elevate it. it all the cast, it was strong actors, Ray Fiennes and. Yeah, you go back and you look at the cat. You got Ray Fiennes as the as the the bad guy. You've got Philip Seymour Hoffman as Freddie, mm-hmm. the yeah the reporter. Like I mean, you've got a. I mean, um, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel is Crawford, mm-hmm. um, which I wish they could have brought Scott Glenn back, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah, you got some really good people in that. Um, yeah, yeah. I just Louise, think it's Mary there. Louise Parker was his yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's something in. Yeah, it it wasn't quite. Zach, I mean, uh, uh, Brett Ratner proof. Uh, so you still feel let down by it yeah. uh, in some ways, but the cast and the source material helped to, I, I see where people don't call it the worst. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. The Hannibal well, Rising. well, there is Hannibal rising. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Um, and finish so, your list. Rob. Oh yeah. 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 So for my number three, I, I cheated. This is the Hans number. Cause I've got Gruber and Launder. So you both, you both, <laughs> you, you New Yorkers mentioned both my characters, but Hans Gruber's the best action. We've already been over it. And then Hans Lander is just so good. And I, that's probably my, and glorious is definitely in my top three of movies of all time. I just oh, love it. Nice. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, my number two comes from television. Um, and I know, I don't think any of you watch this besides me, but it'd be Joffrey Baratheon from uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh yeah, played by the great Jack Gleason, and he was a real motherfucker. <laughs> sorry, sorry, motherfucker. Uh, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and, but he was so good, and he, he's been. I, when I thought of villains, I was like, oh god, I hated that motherfucker. So sorry. it's too many in a row. I'm sorry, I hated that guy. Um, and. So the, I, yeah, when he got killed, it was glorious because I don't care if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. I'm just gonna spoil it. Um, <laughs> he, he chokes to death on poison. It's great. <laughs> so my number one villain in my favorite movie of all time. It's not who you think. Most people, when they think of this movie, they think of the main character is the bad guy. 
but he's not. He's just he's just a fish. Because my favorite movie of all time is Jaws by far. Yeah. And everybody thinks that the shark is the villain. And the shark is a shark. It's the mayor. It's freaking Mayor Vaughn played by Murray <laughs> Hamilton. He is the worst villain of all time. He knows that people are getting killed by a shark and he lets children die. He lets, mm-hmm. and then when a child dies, he still doesn't stop it. So uh, mm-hmm. he, he is the worst. Mm-hmm. But the reason why Mayor Vaughn also is so prescient because you think about certain states, I don't know what to name Florida. them, Florida. Um, where their governor's like, everything's fine. Don't look at it. Don't worry about it. Come here, spend money. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about half of our elderly population dying. So, um, yeah, I think that there's real Mayor Vaughn's that live in our society now, and yeah. we're seeing their actions. And he's the bad guy because they could, Quint could have gone out there and killed that shark way before the little boy got killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So That's he's a good answer. He's, You're right. Yeah. Jaws is not the true villain. This is a shark. This is a fish. A shark. It's just a shark. shark. Shark's going to shark. Shark's going to shark. Shark's going to shark. The biggest villains were the executives at Sony. And one. <laughs> no, no. The biggest villain was with us all the long. <laughs> uh, well, this was a great episode. Thanks for, for doing it, guys. Yeah. Um, 80s, there it is. Talking about villains. Also, RIP to Bismarcky, just a phenomenal rapper. Yeah. To be serious for a second. But there it is. (laughs) Serious for literally a second. (laughs) There it is. Glorious purpose. Fun episode to record. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you haven't already, check out Disney Plus's Loki and John Mayer's Sobrock, which had a really good run in the charts last week. It was number one in album sales, but number two in the Billboard chart. So I don't really know how that works. <laughs> Some of the things that happen nowadays, it's not as simple as it used to be back when an album like Sob Rock originally came out. Nominate us, please, for the podcast awards and also subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter. Links in bio. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. You can follow me at Jason Far Jokes on Twitter and at Jason Far Picks on Instagram. And we're going to have some mini episodes coming up and also a return of Prince's friend, the YouTuber. It's a really fun episode. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 